0: Dum, 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 you are. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, 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 Only oh. oh, the lonely. Only oh, the lonely. Yes! Come on,
1: the diamonds! Okay, welcome back to the OTL podcast. We jumped the gun a bit last week by having a podcast before the Motherwell match just because it was such a big match, Um, but actually we want to review the end of last season uh, and then look forward to this season, and to do that I've got two guests with me. Uh, I've got Colin Campbell making his second appearance, so hi Colin, how are you?
0: I'm very well, yes. Uh, Enjoyed the last fortnight sitting out in the sun reading books. Excellent,
1: yeah, uh, hopefully we get a wee bit Better weather, but I know it's to turn. And he's just been telling us off off air, as it were, uh, a bit of a humble brag. Alan, do you want to tell us what you're you're so proud of in, in your connection with the Adrianians? Yes, yes.
2: I, I bought myself the the home top um, the other day, and it came. And when I tried it on, I bought a large, and it was far too big for me, so I had to take it back and get a medium instead. So the COVID <laughs> weight has gone, people. Uh, oh, I'd like to think that was the case, but I'm suspecting. Here's the fashion tip for everybody out there. I think you need to buy a, a size down for this one. The guy in the shop says
1: ah, they're a bit bigger than they were last year. So that kind of that kind of crumbled my confidence somewhat. That is, of course, the voice of Alan Porteous, fresh from his strict preseason regime that has got him into his felt medium number. Um, guys, thank you for for coming on. Uh, I thought, well, let's, let's talk through a few things. We didn't do a pod. We did loads of podcasts through the playoff run because I was excited about it, and then the second leg came and went, and I didn't want to discuss it. And then the Euros was on and stuff, so I didn't didn't bother. But we should we should touch on it. So hadn't spoken to you guys really around the playoffs. I had Barry and David on after the first leg. The way last season ended, what, what's your, what, what did you make of it? Obviously disappointing not to get promotion, but Colin, what did you make of the, the, the denouement off it down at Capelo and, and just the finishing second place but missing
0: out? How did you reflect on it? I just felt it felt, it felt really flat from the point at which they got that 94th-minute goal. I didn't think we pressurised them that much that night either. And once that goal went in, although I paid for the the stream of the Friday, or I watched it on the telly, I should say, we were never at the races in the second uh, game. Really disappointing. Um, Various reasons, I think. We missed Connell. Uh, Clearly, we missed Peyton. And we never never got to grips with them. I thought McGinn for them was superb. And had we had a McGinn along with Turner, I think we might have done a lot better. But we missed Connell because the goals weren't there. Yeah, and a
1: part of it, I think, there was bodies strewn all over the place. So we were missing Peyton. Who else went out? Mackay, Kerr. So we we just had a whole... Half a team out, uh, and the guys who'd done so well to get us to the final felt like a lot of them were were missing. Uh, anything you'd add to that, Alan?
2: Not really. Listen, I've been, I've been,
1: I've been.
2: I think I was quite critical of the team in the, in the lead up to and I thought we rode our luck a little bit to get there at times. But when you when you saw the team that walked onto the park at Capello, you just thought, no, nah, no, it was, it was, it was by far and away a bridge too far. It wasn't. I think we really needed every one of our players to be playing, you know, to, to have a good, solid chance at it. And I think I think Morton came out and played a lot better as well. The, f- the first The first game was, was sort of nip and tuck for a wee while as, as, as well, first half, you know, I think we, we gave as good as we got. And I think that was probably the first time for a while we'd almost been punching above our weight because we did, have, even then, we had a couple of guys that you would have wanted to play, I think, I think, Peyton would be the obvious one. You almost felt that Turner and Peyton had to play every game in the lead up to that because that was the, the combo that we had missed. We've talked about that a lot. So yeah, I it was it, it was never going to happen, and, and I wasn't really surprised. And it's just a wee bit frustrating that that we got that far, and and it comes down to one game to make good, you know. And, and well, as I say, we've talked about it. And we we hadn't played all that well at times during the season. But to get a crack at going up and and uh, maybe having a new budget and having a better quality player coming in, that was a that was a good chance. And it was just a bit frustrating that that the, the, the wheels came off the bus a wee bit in terms of injuries and team selections.
0: Like. I had wondered, uh, given the, the COVID season, whether the two legs was the wrong thing. I would much have preferred the one off game, uh, winner takes all, but because they, they could have changed the rules for that without any bother. Um, I'd watched Morton were hardly scoring any goals in their division and yet they turned us over really in that second they won Um, Matrosi had beaten them 3-1 so I thought we were in with a chance but the Muirhead header that was it Uh, (laughs) just one of those things again and we were the walking wounded loads of, I mean Jack Mackay was still playing so that
1: was a sign that things were not right. Uh, I think it was a job he was asked to do as well. I mean, he played a, a number of roles, but yeah, yeah. Suddenly he was, yeah, he was he was up front, having played there maybe once since he came mm-hmm. back on loan. So uh, uh, what it did to like, like a, a patchwork team, uh, and their first goal was what a, a Jack Mackay could maybe have done better, but the boy smashes it in from twenty huh? like, odd yards. Yes. So it's about. <clears throat> Yes, he could have maybe found an extra player or put it out of the park, but uh, it's kind of like criticising whoever was market uh, was was market. Somebody scores a goal like that it just seems just seems harsh. Yeah, I well, think well done, for, well done for remembering that call, at least it feels
2: like um, it feels like a lifetime away. To be honest, I I, I was, I'd be struggling to remember. You know, any of the any of the chances or, or even the goals that we lost, to be honest, to talk about it, it just seems a long, long time ago, and a lot a lot has happened.
0: I Actually, had yeah. kept it as a recording uh, until about a week ago.
1: So oh, the did second you watch leg,
0: it again. <laughs> I watched them all. Of course, I watched all the game and the incidents uh, regularly to try and figure out what had happened. Um, but no, I finally deleted it. About all the whole of Scotland games, I eventually deleted all of them as well. And I watched all the highlights of the League Cup here
2: just to just to remember what I was talking about. God, that was uh-huh. this as well. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that.
1: No. Well, let's go into the League Cup then. So, so yeah, yeah last season. Jake weighed yeah, majestically. Yes, it petered out horribly, uh, and this season off to a bit of a strange start. So, so we've, we have had a show. When we mentioned North Lanarkshire Cup. I think yes, it's pre-season, but You're looking at Clyde as a team that we turned over last year and then all of a sudden they've given us a doing. Uh, We lose to Annan on penalties, but it's a last-minute equaliser even to get the penalty shootout. Bit of a stodgy affair against Queen's Park. And then we record the podcast and and I was pretty assisting with Motherwell being our, I feel like I need to say traditional rival because it's so long since we played them. And it was nice for the the guys to come on. Uh, I've worked with a couple of Motherwell fans and you almost feel you have to... Uh, they don't know what league he's even in. So, I kind of, you're giving all this deference to this team that you should just hate and nothing else, uh, because I thought they were going to come and give us a, a bit of a doing. Uh, and then last Wednesday night, so exactly one week ago, sitting in a roast, lovely weather, short sleeves on in the main stand, the team came out anxious, and the game starts. And Airdrie are actually, oh, we're competitive here, they don't look that good. And as the game went on and on, you thought, oh, we've maybe got a wee chance here. Two goals from absolutely from the top drawer, and just uh, yeah. What what a wonderful night! I mean, how how do you look back on it, Alan? Having seen so many bad history games, what, what, when you get a night like that, can you can you even believe it?
2: Oh, no, it was it, it, it was good. I mean, I think well, it was it was it was, a, it, was a, it was an excellent excellent result. I suppose that looking back at it and the, and looking at the highlights again, I think you know we had four shots at goal and we scored two of them. So that's in a technical sense. That the it was kind of highlighting that while we were industrious and and shutting them down and and it was very eeksy peeksy, um you know we we were we were our usual we weren't really creating a, a, a huge amount so uh, and indeed the uh you know one of the goals coming from a a set piece again it's you know we've covered we've covered this a lot you know we tend to score from set pieces rather than. Rather than open play greatly. in the second goal obviously coming from that reaker of a shot. So it, it's it's outside the box. It's not part of a well developed big move, you know, s- sweeping move or anything like that. But but their application was absolutely superb. You know, they they deserved it. The um you have to say we, we should be grabbing these Motherwell boys back on to ask them <laughs> out how they felt about their own team's application, because you just felt they were so ponderous and uh, and they lacked urgency and, and they wanted to do everything, you know, in a, in a very deliberate manner. It was kind of quite easy to, it was quite easy for Airtree to, to, to deal with, I think. Um, you know, we're maybe going to talk about this in other games as well, but the one thing that's kind of cropped up, I think, from the, from the, the spate of games in the League Cup is that one of the things we were quite comfortable with, I think, was that we had quite a tight defence, but you look back in it, and almost every game we're giving away free headers. We're not marking up on set pieces at all, and uh, and I think again, if you look at it, Motherwell had two absolute sitters. That they, yep. that they met. there was one just before half time that we just left two guys at the back post, and there was one sort of about ten minutes in the second half that might have made it a wee bit different. Um, but but no, that's not taking anything away from the team. You know, the, the, it was it was resolute, and it, and it was. It was well organised, and we rarely get pulled out of shape, which is probably. I would suggest if you ever went to training to at, at Airdrie, it would be Murray's mantra in many ways. You know, you know, keep your position. You know, be well organised, that type of thing. So, no, in that sense, excellent. And of course, and of course, sticking it to them. That was that was great. Colin, what
1: about you? I mean, you've seen many derbies since you started supporting Airdre. Um, you haven't seen many games recently, though, so it's just a buzz to be back at a game. And a big game by our standards in terms of crowd and everything. How did you enjoy it all?
0: Yeah, despite all the masks, I actually spotted Alan uh, about three or four rows down from me. Um, I thought it was great to be back with the guys that I usually sit with. Um, you, you know, you just felt it was part of a Getting back to some kind of normality. Yeah, I mean, of all the Derby games I've seen, I, I, I think that was an absolute cracker. Um, I think we did outplay them largely in the second half. I think Alan's right about the headers. And there was two just after half time. I think Stephen Lawless missed one. And maybe Tony Watt, I can't remember. Um, but what, once we scored first, that was it. They offered nothing at all. The middle of their park was dreadful, and I, I loved it when they we get the second goal, and all, all the headbangers all started disappearing from you know that that end. The, the guys who'd come in late after causing a wee bit of bother, they all headed off. Uh, I've never done that. I, I remember staying at for how for a seven nothing thumping right to the end. Uh, these kind of people who leave when you're two hand down against that. <laughs> First division team, ridiculous. No, it was great atmosphere. Great. I didn't get home at half ten. <laughs> I, I, none
1: of us would really have slept until about two in the morning, I'm sure. Well, let's say a special word to the Motherwell Boys beat and I think it's, there's two groups within that, Block H or something. Yeah. So you turn up at Airdrie the night before and spray paint the town, MFC and section B bleep bleep bleep. Apparently, um, apparently, it was, the artwork was superb. Oh, I think oh heard wow. it was, it, had, it looked really quite, really quite good. But it was all it? it could have been, the last <laughs> <laughs> so if you're if you're going to make that kind of statement, and like our own uh, head cases did it down at Clifton Hill. But fortunately, we we won. And ML5 as a dive was actually quite a funny thing to spray on yeah. a, a wall with them, <laughs> their their ground. But so yeah, they turn up and do that. That's that, that's fine if you're going to be brave enough uh, when the game goes against them. Uh, and our own wee bams go on the pitch. And I'm not sure that a smoke bomb on an National Turf pitch is the brightest idea we've ever had, <laughs> <ever. laughs> although it might get us a new pitch, which I think we're all desperate for. Um, the- that may be why the season tickets have increased I've got to cover the, the cost of the the, the carpet tile. Um, when they all kind of flooded forward and kicked in the hoarding, like it was this kind of fake aggression. of "Oh, we'll come and get you guys, but we won't really, but we'll, we'll kick over an advertising hoarding. That that made me laugh. Uh, and then, yeah, the same guys who have been there with the, the spray paint the night before, going away with a tail between their legs 10 minutes before the end of time just really <laughs> made me chuckle. Because like you see, I mean, that's total toys out the pram stuff. It wouldn't have been unlike Airdrie to to capitulate in the last 10 minutes, especially against a team from two leagues above. Um, yeah. but, but part of the joy for Wednesday night for me was I didn't feel any sense of pressure or worry, especially when, once the second goal went in. We were so oh. in control that you could just enjoy it, which is just really unlike Airdrie.
0: Although I have to say, when when they got, and the referee said six minutes... After the two, you know, the water breaks and the substitute something, where did they get six minutes from? Um But we we kept possession. that, that that's what amazed me. That there was no panic at all uh, in that last, you know, five six minutes. Oh, it was great. I was o- I was over the moon.
2: I'm um, with you, Colin. I didn't feel at any point with the last ten minutes. And it usually is a. You know, backwards form a circle when we don't even need to do so, mm-hmm. and there was there was none of that at all. It was it was nice and easily brought home, very very pleasing for the for the old ticker at least.
1: Yeah, and, and it must be. It just kind of reminds you, Alan. You said in a previous football, uh, previous podcast, why why do we still bother? I and mean, it's that fear of missing out part of it? I mean, that's as good as any supporting as I can remember for a, a very long time. Um, just the. The, the, I think it was because it was so unexpected, and because it was so uh, convincing in the end, uh, just made it pretty joyful. Uh, now, okay. and, a, and a free and a free cup of water as well. <laughs> don't <laughs> yes,
0: know. don't don't forget that. When when did you ever get anything for free? To get, I get two at Far Hill for oh. the Queen's Park game. You got one at half time, one the way in, one at half time. It kind of reminded me of the atmosphere of the famous cup tie at Dunfermline where, you know, there was that level of uh, kind of excitement um, mm. although that was a last minute sort of thing but just the second goal the, the the roar around the ground must have been heard in Cobridge, Bridge I think, so it was great Going back to the water do you think it was Avion
2: or was it just out of the tap? Uh,
0: <laughs> from, well, the, it, from the uh, guys'
2: toilets Now I don't want to leave that thought lingering for for a minute <laughs> It's
0: it, uh, a nice spring
1: Oh, that's that is fancy, but that's that's like, almost, almost. That's the West End. Yeah, Monkland Spring was it? Monkland Spring, Peckham oh, yeah. Spring. That's what they were. You know, yeah, remember that. The uh, the water in the gents' toilets is certainly cold enough to drink when you wash your hands on a cold winter's day. There, drinking that. That's it. We're not. Saying, I don't know if with with COVID they might force them to get some some hot water in, but not just a, a brilliant night. Now we then have to go on and, and see. Like well, sadly, it was it was kind of all for nothing because that put us back in contention, put it back in their own hands, um, signed up for my, my stream again for, for the Queen of the South match, uh, and it just didn't, almost as bad in that game as we were good against Motherwell, a kind of Motherwell-esque performance of looking off it, never really uh, convincing at all, and pfft, four, but could could have been a lot more, so um, Alan, did you, did you get the stream and, and what did you make of the, the Queen of the South match?
2: Yes, I got I got the stream, although it was, it was quite convoluted for some reason. I kept wanting to kept wanting me to pay a PayPal, and I, and I, I'm like, I don't want to pay by PayPal. And then there was just a wee click in the end, and thought, oh, I didn't need to pay by PayPal. But there we go. No, it was it was just the usual kind of anti-climax after a good ten minutes, and it was as the commentator kept saying, annoyingly, you two were quite good for the first ten minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, but but beyond that, it just seemed to you know we, we ran out of ideas very quickly, very easily, and and maybe you know I, I think we suddenly came up against a team that hadn't had a lot of great results so far, were a league above us, and started to get stuck in and and go about their business reasonably well, and we we, we kind of couldn't deal with it. You know now being generous. I would I would think that we might miss we would have missed McCabe and we're still we're still missing Easton I think you know these are key players to us, but deep down that's still only one one player missing from the team that that, that beat Motherwell so it should have been it should have been substantially better than that. Um, again the problem being on lack of marking and, and as the game went on it seemed to get worse and worse you know they were they were streaming forward and there was if the if if Queen of the South had anything resembling a running man. Um, they were peeling off and, and nobody was following them. So I don't know whether we were trying something new. Were we trying some convoluted marking system? Zonal versus man or something? I don't know. But we weren't picking up anybody at all. As you say, Colin, it could have been a lot. The elephant in the room has to be Ali Roy. You know, it's <laughs> three goals against us. Three goals in the competition so far. I would never have got rid of him in a million years. I think we, we put up with... He wasn't very good at the start. Then he came on at the start of last season and looked like a bit of a world beater. Unfortunately, got that injury. Then came back at the end of this of the season again, looking quite lively. And Murray, for whatever reason, didn't seem to fancy him. And he gets he gets jettisoned off. And uh, I would have, I would, I would love to have seen him in a, in a diamond jersey. To be honest, I think. And again, I think probably if we didn't know who he was we'd have been looking at god if you could only buy if we only had a guy called like, Ali Roy in our team that would be that would be the, the missing link which is a bit kind of frustrating but yeah um i think the boy looking positively at it <laughs> um, i think the, the, the lad Miguel uh, took, took his goal well at the end didn't he let's uh, that, that was a, that was a good goal um and mcdonald kind of popped up having not done very much to find him in the middle of the box um so that was that was quite good. I think you were talking about at the start. Colin, was was this the same sort of feeling as the playoff, and and it wasn't really. As I said, as I said at the start, I think I think the playoff we were well short of players, but this this was disappointing uh, and not just in the result. I think I think if you lose, you know, you, we're, we're old enough and long enough in the tooth to accept it that we're not going to win all games, but you've got to look at the manner in which we lost, and it was by the end of it. And maybe it was the commentator just nipping away as well at it, but it was embarrassing. There was a lack of effort. There was a lack if
0: of... I, if I take your point about the not dealing with crosses, the corner that we conceded the first goal from was absolutely dreadful because two of our players ran in at each other. Which then, mm. And then Ali Roy came off the line and nobody seemed to think we should actually go with him. Um, he got the perfect hat trick, as he said himself. You know the the header, the left foot, and the right foot. Um, I would have kept him as well, Alan. I thought he was given um, a bit of a hard time towards the end when there were guys playing that, that he was mm. equally uh, likely to get a goal, or maybe more likely to get a goal. So, um, and I laughed when he took ages taking his shin pads off right in front of Ian Murray. I thought that was. That was really funny. But as you said, we never marked up. We never pressed them in the way we'd done uh, against Fotherham. I, th- I think the fact that uh, Agnew had to play away way back didn't do us any favours because we had McDonald and the other McGill who were never really in the game for long, long uh, spells. I don't think Agnew benefits from being back there. I think he's got to be a bit further up the park, which McCabe would let him do. But Mm -hmm. our defending was terrible. By the way, he was was offside in the old days uh, that he started goal. Because when the guy guy logged, he was in an offside position. um, I would have flagged him offside that that
2: was the real insight. i thought i thought that was a disgrace our attitude to, to that you know it was almost like first of all the goalkeeper thinks it's going over so he shrugs yes. his shoulders and doesn't bother it comes back off the bar and the whole defense are standing watching and they're still standing yeah and are still standing roy must have yeah. just thought oh my goodness it almost put it in guiltily yeah. you know that was i that, that that was the ultimate for me that was where it i came. think
0: i think in the modern game is deemed to be not active when the ball is over the goalie where, whereas started,
2: also the, in the modern game, our defence was deemed to be not
0: actually, active. Uh, they were inactive as well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought the stream itself was good and the commentator did annoy me towards the end, but it, you couldn't blame him for saying what's ha- what happened. Because the first 10 minutes, he was a wee bit panicky.
1: He was yeah. thinking
0: Lairdrey were taking the game to Queen of the South. They had a half chance. Gallagher should have scored before half time. Uh, and at 2 1, who knows? But the, it was, the, the goal we got was good. And as I said to a few people, we won the last 20 minutes, they won nothing.
1: Which was probably important, just avoiding it being an absolute disaster and, and what that would do to confidence when hopefully the Motherwell game has, has given them a bit of belief and a bit of team spirit and they can maybe write that one off. I mean, I've got written down here. Uh, that goal that came off the bar summed up the afternoon for me. Everybody was just, had, had given up. And we just flat on their heels. And as you see, even Roy's first goal actually was just all about sharpness and yeah, and almost uh, it's too easy to see. in football wanted it more, but was obviously like, right on it. And, and um, yeah, third vote for um, Ali Roy for for me. And it's a strange thing because if they had let him go after his first season with them, with us, I would have had no complaints. He'd kind of no, was, me neither, uh, me neither. I'm at well, one well, with you. Yeah. I agree. It started it, it, started it was, well in the League Cup. Um, looked great. Had a couple of chances. Somebody online had said, I'd, "I'd forgot about this." The game down at Clifton Hill was probably his, his chance, and he and he was awful. And it was as if maybe his attitude wasn't right or something. But I thought it was
2: confidence. He looked like a guy that didn't really know the way to goal, Whereas it's the complete opposite now. Yeah. I remember we, we were down at. I think it was we were down at uh, Stonerath. And he came on and he had a couple of absolute guilt edge chances and you're just willing him to score the goal and look a bit more confident and he was he was hopeless. You know, he, he sclaffed too when he was one on one with the goalkeeper. And yeah, at that point you think, Nah, this this is not working. You can take him away anytime you like. Yeah. But you know, credit yeah, where credit yeah. is due, you know, came back brighter and, and looked in a in a team of no pace, the man with pace is king, eh? Hey?
1: Yeah, and, and he looked sharp as anything last preseason. Scored in loads of the friendlies. Scored against Queen of the South, which might even have his performance that day have left some sort of impression on a scout. Who knows? Uh, got the terrible injury, so you really felt for him. And then, but you see, Alan got back. I think scored three in three games, like a constellation against Partick Thistle. The important goal that got is the win against Dumbarton. Dropped out of the team. Now, in fairness, team Murray, Airdrie went on a great run. So if they're winning without. Ali Roy, it's hard for him to get in, but for me, back to that playoff game, he didn't, he wasn't the go to man at that point. No. and that was that disappointed me so uh, i don't like to see him score against Deirdre, but i kind of uh, if, if somebody's going to score a hat trick i don't mind as much when it when it's haliloy because i felt he had uh, he had a bit of a rough deal off it last year um so yeah f- fair enough uh, the commentator you mentioned yeah uh, i don't i don't think we could find a commentator who would happily listen to an a 4-1 defeat but i i, did, I was impressed by how well researched he was um about i and the players who'd who'd moved across, um,
0: and again, although it was painful getting the instant replay. Yeah, was I, I was going to ask you who did a song called Instant Replay? Instant Replay. Yeah. Oh, but, I, I thought I thought you'd know. Was that Al, was Alan Porteous? That sounded <laughs> like, yeah. like
1: like him on the Radio Two there.
0: That was the <laughs> Alan Porteous tri- tribute act. So uh, it was a guy called Dan Hartman.
2: Oh, I would have been there all night not getting
0: that one. <laughs> I'm only good at quizzes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, right, so the us I think we need to just draw a line under the Queen of the South performance. Disappointing because had we managed to win, and you're kind of against a team which didn't have anything to play for, technically, I, I think they looked much hungrier than that, you're through into a seeded draw, you would get a bigger team, you might get... Yeah away against Rangers or Celtic, COVID restrictions lifted, they're desperate to go to a match and you get an absolute windfall which could have maybe paid for another couple of players. doesn't matter, it's gone. And We need to focus on the league. So the turnaround, there's a, there's a BBC Sport page, uh, League One ins and outs, and Airdrie's is just, just crazy. I mean, we've, Colin, you've picked up on me... Come on, the silhouettes, I think, is what you need to see when the, the Twitter team gets released because just, we don't have pictures of them yet. Uh just complete change around. Um and I don't want to go into who do you think's a good player, who do you think it's not, uh, because that'll come back to, to bite us. But we've got a new squad. We've always we'll always have Mother who Um, are you confident going into the, the season ahead? Where's, where's your where's your mind at? Colin, go to you first.
0: Fourth place. For the... A battling performance that takes us from sixth place with three weeks to go, and we get to fourth place. Um, not as good as last season. I think a wee bit of luck, mind you. Um, but if you if you read Pie and Bovril, all the other clubs are saying much the same. You know, a lot of the fans are all going. Our squad doesn't look any better than it did last season. It looks a wee bit worse. Queens Park being very cagey. Um, so I think our squad in the middle of the park possibly is better than last season, but I'm a bit worried about we've got no width, no pace. Uh, it's all about free kicks, corners, uh, and that that does worry me. And so I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not as confident as I, as I might have been last season at a certain point where I thought we looked a good second and third team. I don't think we are this season. So i still um, bought the season ticket, however. It's, a, it's a very specific. I mean, if, if we
1: are sixth place with three weeks to go and finish fourth, you'll be able to... Uh, it'll be exciting. <laughs> and it'll be quite a prediction. You know, Sradamus-esque. Uh, Alan, what about you? Um.
2: Yeah, see, I didn't think, I wasn't particularly sure we were a third place team last year either. I think we rode our luck a number second. of times. Eh? Second place, just so behind it, Thistle. Frightening. It, it just felt like third, felt like, you know. But, but uh, you're absolutely right. Calling it could it could be, you know, the prediction being that we're ninth in the league with three games to go, and we finish second. <laughs> the, the way the league seems to sort of, uh, to go, my, my my concern is that when we meet when we meet teams that that want it a bit more than us, then we tend to struggle, especially either the teams right at the very top. Um, who are really going for the, uh, for the jugular and trying to get promoted and also that historic you know playing and struggling against the teams at the bottom who have got something to play for and haven't won a game for a while. we always seem to struggle with that. Therefore if we do that again, um, you know we end and don't quite carry the luck that, that, that we had last year, you know teams hitting the post three or four times and then we got the part. And, Lump the ball up the part and score with the second ball type of thing. Then I am I, I I'm fearful that it's going to be mid table down uh, for the moment. And again, I'll, I'll I'll back I'll back that up. That I think the a lot of the pattern of the game so far have been exactly the same as they have been. It's an Ian Murray team, you know. It's it's I, I've been getting quite annoyed about the number of times. We turn backwards and pass the ball across the back four when we're already yeah. in the opposing yeah. half of the pitch, you know. And that's 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 design. That's if there's nothing working ahead of you, turn back and work it around until there is a, a better ball. But we don't have any movement. We don't have any movement in the middle of the park. We're not getting forward into deep areas to give the the, the passer an option. I, I actually went through it uh, through the games, working out how many shots we had at goal, and again. On a good day, it's working out at three, three and a half, three games per half, three goals per half, sorry, three shots per half, um, which is not, you know, we're not creating a glut of chances again. Therefore, against teams that are stuffy and trying hard, I, I just think it's going to be the same again. The, the, the other teams will look better on the ball, then. It's, there's nothing to change. It might be different players, but it's the same blueprint underneath it all. Um uh, pass, 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 over the back, in the middle, getting forward, but then turning back again rather than going for the jugular and being positive, um, and then resorting to a big lump up the park, which is, it doesn't work. Um, And it it didn't work with the last group of players or the players before that, and it doesn't really matter whether you've got good or bad players in there. In that design, and that blueprint of how to play football, it doesn't create chances and it won't win games, and that's why I think we are going to struggle. Again, I hope I'm
1: wrong, um, but that's what it smells of to me. Yeah. I mean, we all we we say that just out of honesty. We all are desperate for to to win the league, but um, if we're just giving our, our honest thoughts on it, uh, I guess so let's try and be more positive. What, what I would say that? There's been a lot of ins and outs, uh, but you said something earlier, Alan, about we got to a point where we looked a really solid team, especially when we went to the back five last year. I was delighted that Josh Kerr stayed. I was shocked because I thought yep. he looked excellent. Again, one that we missed right at the end. And I thought in the Motherwell game, yeah, you look like you could be back to your kind of imperious best. Uh, Fordyce delighted that he's still there as well. I thought he was um, well, he, he player of the year, played every game. Um, so you've got those two, Yad and Watson. Hopefully hopefully he does a job for us as well. Losing McCann, okay, I think all, he was popular at the club, but let's hope that kitongo can can do the job there. On the other side uh, whether it's wardrobe or whether maybe that's where McDonald's going to play we, we need to find who's going to perform strongly. Is Scott Walker?
0: I mean where's, where does I he I think fans? Scott's
1: injured but that's a good point. So Scott Walker who if we'd recorded exactly a year ago we wouldn't have known of him. Uh, he came onto a game and, and looked great in that run. So yeah, you've got Scott to come back as well and uh, we've said McCabe, Easton and Agnew that that's a very different and more experienced midfield. Hopefully they can gel together and and, and click. Um, you've mentioned, Colin, whether or not we've got enough pace and, and width on the wings to if we've got the three guys in the middle just need to hope that 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 clicks uh, i guess my big worry is probably goals um gallagher can do it at this level but sometimes needs uh a few chances to, to score and if we don't provide them then who knows uh, and mcgill's finish was a cracker on on, on saturday and um, but whether or not that's what he's able to do all the time we'll, we'll wait and see but uh, we, need, we need to be able to score goals so i think that Hopefully the solid base is there, and, and Max Curry still there from from last year. Uh, a, a bit of um, consistency in, uh, in selection might help us.
0: Uh, so I, I think the guy Watson has looked uh, really good. Um, so the, the back three I've been quite happy with. Although I think somebody needs to know step out from it a wee bit to pick up. Uh, they're they be number ten queen of the south on uh, Saturday. Nobody picked them up. Yeah. He was allowed to practically <laughs> run about the park without anybody near him. And if, if any other League One team plays with a guy who does that kind of thing, somebody needs to be uh, shutting them out from the game. Wardrobe, I'm not convinced by. Um, no, no, he's a, a, a,
2: he's a. I think he's had a, 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 a difficult start. He's not. He's not impressed. And, and of all the players on Saturday, I thought he was the one that was continually exposed. Again, back to our pal, the commentator, he was yeah. almost he was almost reading it. He was telling him, he said, oh, never, never show that guy the inside. You know, it's like...
0: <laughs> I mean, you got to give credit to Wally Gibson. I thought he had a really, really good game for them. But I suspect that he needed somebody to be upright up against Wally to make sure he wasn't getting any of his usual positions. I mean, his cross or Roy's goal... that. that it was Kenny Black who always used to say, "Stop the cross." I mean, it was just a chip into the box, and, and nobody had stopped it. Um, so uh, up front, I'm not sure. He seems right. to play a front two, but uh, I'm not quite sure who who is doing what job. I think well, the two well, of them are going to each other's road. We've not really
2: met. We've not really mentioned Salim Aissa much so far, and, and and I think to be honest. After his miss at Queens uh, against Queens Park, I thought, "Oh my goodness, what, what have we got here?" Um, and he looks a lot i thought he looked a little bit unfit. He could maybe yeah. uh, lose a couple of pounds uh, so, somewhere along the way, much like all of us, I have to say. Um, uh, though, you, I,
1: I was going to say, I think he looks heavy, Alan, and I've heard that he's in a large jersey. So I, I was going to say that no. think he's, he's
2: in a large. <laughs> I bet he is in a large. Well, there's a large pair of shorts, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but, but to be honest. And I was I was I was watching him quite closely, and even the game in Saturday, I thought his his movement wasn't too bad, and he managed to get I think all the shots of goal we had were from him. He was he was putting on a shift, and his his first touch seems a lot is already getting a little bit better as well. Um, he's got a wee bit of skill about him, so I'm still hopeful that 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 can be, you know, something that that you know you pop the ball down in front of him, he'll start to score some goals, and um, so that that is that.
0: Yeah, the problem. The problem I think we have is that we haven't seen any other teams apart from Queens Park. No, it's very, it's very hard to judge what like we're going to be. Well,
2: we've involved. seen Clyde, unfortunately,
0: well, well, I didn't go with that game because they refused to uh, go over and give them any money. Um, but did they look? I mean, can we expect to have the uh, two, four, four victories against Clyde this season?
2: No chance.
0: Now, why is that? I think I think they've
2: got better defenders
0: now. I thought I thought um, Jonathan Page. I always thought
2: he was a reasonably good player. I think he was a bit unfit, but he wasn't. Uh, he, he had a football brain to him, and he quite and he the, the easily marshaled us out the game.
1: <laughs> I, I I hoped Page would be a good player, but I thought his legs had gone two seasons ago. But yeah. so so so. Well wait and see, he might prove us wrong. He'll, he'll, be, he'll be determined to prove us wrong, at least. In well, uh,
2: uh, absolutely. And they've, and they've obviously been willing to put the ball in the net yeah. as well. They, they were they were easily better than us. And again, people were saying, coming out of the ground, you're kind of making the consolation excuse that, well, we've got a whole bunch of new players. But I think Clyde had six new players playing with them as well. So mm. it's the same for everybody. So, so, yeah. That, so Well, a that's, a, that's, a,
1: that's a worry. And and lighter stuff, what did amuse me was, I thought we'd got rid of the, the long throw. We, we didn't have Mackay anymore. Mackay, that's okay, even better. So I'm now wondering whether we were talking about this, Alan, is there like an NFL combine where when you come to sign for Airdrie, one of the tests they do in your fitness test is how far can you throw the ball? Special teams. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so like-
2: those throws now that are going in, you know, is, I mean, I think Mackay for his sins, they were all like kind of floaty. Type of things that art, whatever these things are coming in like exoset missiles, yeah. aren't they? They've got they've got have got a trajectory that is very impressive. In fact, can you can you here's your refereeing question? Can you score straight from a court, from a shot? No, no,
1: no. Yeah, you would be the ref, uh, <laughs> but because that would be on the cards almost, I tell you. Yeah, so it's about... I was, my view of football probably been tailored a bit by the, the Euros, I really enjoyed the Euros, thought it was a great tournament and when you got to the latter stages, just the way that the teams looked after the ball and the technique was was brilliant uh, and you don't see teams punt the ball up the park other than Scotland to Dykes a lot of the time um, I, I don't expect Airdrie to play like a team with the top players in, in Europe but we just noted that the, the football looked very different to, to what we we're used to seeing. But, but it's, good, it's good football
2: and good, good, good um, movement off the ball. But not not when you're defending. It's good movement off the ball when you're attacking, and that's what we I think really bad at in Scotland. It's all the effort is still in shutting men down uh, and and breaking up the attack. But you know, expending a wee bit more effort when, when you're on the ball when the balls at the full back or. or the centre half moving forward and you know, fighting for space in the middle of the park uh, and and having two or three options moving at the one time that pulls the opposition about, that's when you get space. And that's what these guys at that level are very good at because they've been coached that all the time.
0: In the, in the Queen's Park game, they passed the ball and moved the ball much better than we did. Um, and that's my worry is that I thought, you know, McKay, Beast, and Agnew, we would be able to do that. But I haven't seen that yet, except when we take the lead, like we did against Motherwell. If we can take the lead, I think there's a kind of confidence uh, comes soon. Yeah. But taking the lead, that's the, the most difficult thing in any football match.
1: Right, right, let's finish on, on something completely different. So, Airdrie released the prices for this season, um, and there's been a bit of reaction to it. I was going to ignore it because it's a difficult one to do, but there's been a bit of a reaction to it on Twitter and on Pie and Bovro. So, £18 for Airdrie home games, season ticket price up slightly. The, the price is right. Is that Should we be higher, lower? Do you have any strong thoughts on it, Um Colin, you you bought you bought a season ticket, and then uh, when they brought the concession back in, uh, you to you get your price lowered. So they'd already had the kind of season ticket issue for over sixty-five, so which they moved to over seventy-five. What what's the, the right price to pay to to go and watch Airdrie?
0: Well, there's a guy I've been having a debate with on Pine Bovril who thinks it should be a flat rate fee, a flat rate price for anybody over. I think he said sixteen that there shouldn't be any concessions. Um, uh, I'm I'm not sure of that. I mean, clearly, I can afford to pay the 270 quid. That wouldn't be a problem for me um, <laughs> because I've got disposable income because I've been sitting in the house for 18 months. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, I've always bought a season ticket and I probably would have been quite happy to pay the full price all the way through. There's a kind of thing of saying that if somebody's supported the team and been a season older for 30, 35 years, when you reach state pension age, uh, around about 66, 67, thanks to the Liberal government, um, then there should be a bit of a concession. If you're going to give a concession to kids, there's a kind of concession at the other end, despite the fact that most pensioners probably are reasonably well off. I'll get criticised for that now. Um, so, I paid the full amount uh, because somebody kidded me on that they'd got a, a they'd got the discount, uh, but they'd turned seventy five. So of course I'm nowhere near that well. Um, so I ended up paying the full amount, and then getting it back, which was, I thought that the their communications and that was dreadful. I think they could have done a lot better. As for eighteen pound, well that's what Falkirk are going to charge. Uh, had we gone to Kirkcaldy that's what they would charge and to some extent you pay the price if you want to go to the game £17 two years ago £18 now I think jokingly I'd said my curry has gone up in price uh, over the last 18 months and it's still worth it so if we win games people will go Yeah, Uh, Alan have
1: you any strong thoughts? Um, I, I think the cop out
2: answer to that is the 18 pounds seems probably too expensive to see any team in the, in, in League One. You know, to be honest, not not just Airtree. Um, If you want to go down the boarding route and look at the accounts of it all, if that's what is necessary to uh, to balance the books, then then so be it or that, that begs a different question if we're, if we're having to charge expensive prices that that, that dampen the demand is, is do we have to look at the structure of it all and are we put, paying too much and do we have to go to a, a part-time stru- structure again just because of the the, the basic finances of it all um, I, I think £18 pounds is difficult I think we mostly write it all off as just being that's what you do that's how much it is don't 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 debate whether it's better value to pay £18 to go and see Airdrie or £12 to go to the cinema or, or whatever else. It's just, it is what it is. And as Colin says, if you don't pay it, you don't go. And it's it's what you you allocate out your your income, you know, your disposable income to do. I suppose the thing I picked up on more than anything, and uh, and it's a decision that obviously a lot of clubs are going to have to, to, to think about, is the price. Of the, the the physical entry to the ground versus the price of a streaming system now, because you know at, at the mo- moment to be, I would disagree with it. That they're going, they're offering the stream still, but the stream is cheaper than going into the game physically. Now I worry about that because you know I, I think that's detrimental to getting crowds through the gate, and we want to have as many people in the ground making an atmosphere as possible therefore i if if it was my club i would have i would have the streaming system the the streaming fee would be a couple of pounds more than 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 going to the game now that satisfies There'll be people saying i well i don't i don't ever get to the game or i'm an old age pensioner or something that i've not got the fitness to go to it but as it stands as of two years ago that that service was never available Therefore, if you are an expat or you are away from home and you can't get to the games, or you couldn't physically get to the games, that is an option now that should be viewed as a premium thing. And, and mm-hmm. if people are prepared to do that, I just I just think if it goes the other way, people will be thinking I can't be really bothered going today. It's raining, um, and suddenly we've got three hundred people in the in the ground and and three hundred people streaming from home, which makes yeah. it, makes it much much worse.
0: The danger would be, of course, that even as a season ticket holder, I might decide no you go to the game and watch it from inside the house. You know, so I think you've got to have people in the grounds. I did a wee study of our uh, average attendance over the last 10 years. And apart from the the season when they were in the league, uh, our average attendance is around about 800. It's Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes declined to about 740. At eighteen pound or seventeen pound, I I don't know whether at seventeen pound there would be any less people turning up, any fewer. No, no, there wouldn't. I don't think there would be. I don't think people discern the difference between. I don't
2: think people discern the difference between sixteen pounds, seventeen pounds, eighteen pounds, or whatever. That they will ultimately go. Maybe there has. There certainly has to be. You know, this always gets talked about perennially, but. but if people are paying the full whack, they should be getting the kids should be getting in free or something like that. You know, there should be some benefit. I just always, always feel sorry for, you know, you're you're in the queue behind a parent, you know, with with two kids and they're 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 getting hit with 35, 40 quid or something like that. I think you know, if I
0: think if I'm right, Falkirk allow kids in free. Yeah. If, no, I've, no. if I've read that correctly. If you buy a if you pay full price. That you can bring a kid in under 16,
2: and three. That that at least makes it a wee bit easier. And it encourages encourages the, the the mother or father to bring to bring the kids along if it's not going to be any more. But as I say, I would just I just find it's my heart goes out when somebody's getting forced to watch and, and it's often not very good. Mm. <laughs> you know, to to the, I'm just paid seventeen quid, but somebody I'm thinking about that guy that's paid thirty-five quid, forty quid for the pleasure of two shots at goal you know it's, I also
0: it's, wonder if it's, if it's bad PR to increase the pay at the gate price I think doing it for season title holders you know because you're kind of committed to it you're emotionally committed to it but whether it's, whether it's a good thing to put a price up after a spell of what 18 months when they get extra income from from us and we didn't get any games so, yeah, certainly that,
2: that that's, good, that's a good
0: point
1: so, I, that's a good point. Um, yeah. What What I would say is, uh, so at Airdrie, if you buy a, a full price season ticket, I think you've got the option to get uh, an or or more than one, possibly under sixteen season tickets for free. So at least there's does that. If you will put, right. afford the full whack for the adult season ticket, you can you can bring a child uh, along. Uh, and you'll that, that's the, that's not
2: encouraging the, the that's not encouraging the newer fan or the floating fan so much as that's where we. You're correct. That's where we need to win people back. We, the, the challenge for the board at the moment is, is to change our average home gate of 700 people up to 1,000 plus. And I think that's... I'm, I'm not one of these airy-fairy folk that thinks we're going to have 2,000 people at the games, but I think there is a, a floating support of 300 people that if you've got a decent team in the park playing attractive football, they'll be a, they'll be a long week in, week out, and that makes your own cash flow substantially easier and you can maybe then afford you know as, to, as the games go on and you get to the end of the season that you can afford to let everybody into a playoff game for free so you've got a better you know you've got a better crowd in there you can run a bus somewhere for free you know it's all going the right way instead of penny pinching and because there is such a such a uh, a, a stretch in finances because we're, we've just not got enough people coming through the gates. We're not we're not a Man United or Liverpool that we're going to, uh, you know, sell a lot of merchandise in that sense. We're not going to prop ourselves up by anything like that. Even although I've got my my large, my my medium top, um, you know, it's, we have to get people through the
1: gate, and it makes it easier. I think calling it on the, the point is that it's communications around it. So it was just a kind of glib statement of here's the prices this year in both cases. Uh, so you have got an increase. It's not good PR to up the price. So give a kind of explanation or I'd like the, cl- the club to do better communications around what how, how hard have we been hit by COVID? What's the business plan to try and make you regret again for, for for want of a better phrase? Um, It's difficult with the, We, we all love Airdrie. I, I, worry, I worry that the club's dying. And Colin, that number that you talk about, the average home attendance is depressing in and of itself, just in, in how it's gone down over the years, even since we moved into the stadium. And I think 1,400 would have been the, the regular figure to be down at half of that is is worrying. And if you could... In, two, in 2004
0: to five, the average attendance was 2,100. So even in even in the successful kind of championship where we won, the league can be mm-hmm. two thousand. I mean, it's it's still percentage wise a, a big number turning out in Scotland to games. Everybody says that, but to drop from two thousand to what seven hundred and fifty. Yeah. But it's been a period of decline, and, and it's
1: not easy to to rectify. I'm not don't wanna say I've got any of the answers, but other clubs have done things on the back of COVID which um might win over some some hearts and minds. So I mean, the mother old guys were on okay, it's a unique scenario. They're Fan-owned, they've come into this money because they've sold Turnbull and they've had kind of I think another player sale that was quite big and a European income, and they've decided that we're going to reinvest that by not charging for season tickets this year. Look at how bad they were against us. Might not be able to give their season tickets away, or they might regret not having the money to uh, buy a couple of more players. But I mean, that's like probably a one-off. They they stayed up in the Premier League for a long time now. Um, impressive. I a club down south who have since forgotten which one but just came out with the statement off look fans have been through a lot we're not going to change the jersey this year we're just going to leave it as it is just as a and that's not I mean that's nothing your, your club kit manufacturer would probably agree if you extended the contract by one year but they, they do the PR around it and make it sound good so how do we get people back to to watch the injury to reverse this decline and Alan I think you're right it's not if you put a winning team on the park, you're going to get that. The numbers are going to go up, even if it's £18. But I think it's just a chance of, can we do things differently? Can we see a 10,000-seater stadium with less than 1,000 people in it as an opportunity to fill 9,000 empty seats or, or to to try and create a, an atmosphere? Now, I genuinely think you could open the gates and not charge an entrance fee and you wouldn't get more than 2,000 at Airdrie Games. Yes. Yeah. Just, it's just no, it's so, it's not, you're not going to fill the 10,000 seats straight away, but any kind of good PR story that the club can go out with about why you should come back and change your And they have, for all, for all that we might be skeptical about like the, the season coming. The last two seasons we finished higher in the league than previous seasons. We were second last year got to the playoff final. So things have improved a bit on the pitch. Uh, This season started off with a a famous victory over Motherwell. So it's not all uh, bad if we can put a winning team on the park. Hopefully we can get the support out. But but what if we don't? What can we do to try and uh, appeal to the fan base who turn out for Celtic away in the cup or Hearts away in the cup uh, to try and make them come more often? And, And I think at least have better communications would be my my takeaway from from these two because it's it's just been there's a the price and almost almost saying yeah you pay or you don't get in which um for every one person that you you lose because they take offense at that approach which there's simply to be some off, then you need to put another seventeen people in through the gate to to make up for it on the basis of the the one pound price increase so i don't I hope it doesn't backfire. Uh, well, th- that's the thing, though. Uh, if
2: if we do play poorly, the 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 howls of derision will be will, will be loud and long, in terms of it being eighteen pounds. Because despite the fact it's only a pound more, I think I've noticed over the years. And you go to League One games, and let's take it from the last time we were going into games, and you might have had Airdrie charging seventeen pounds and fall cup seventeen pounds, and maybe. Wraith or somebody charging 17 pounds, but you would go to Stranraer or Forfer or something, it would be 15 and there would be somebody with 16. Now, in, despite the fact there's only two or three pounds of a difference, it almost marks the teams in terms of their aspirations, doesn't it? If you're at the t- area, very, you know, very rarely not at the top of the pile. In terms of how much it costs to get into games, stretching back to Jim Ballantyne days as yeah. well, we were always the most expensive, which suggests to me that we have a setup that demands that. And ultimately the setup that demands that also demands that we get promoted. And we are a, we are not also rans here. So that's when if we are languishing mid-table in, in six or seven games time and we're having to pay top dollar, I think you'll find a lot of people are starting to complain.
0: Yes, I'm, to... I'm ready in my seat. Whatever I sit sitting Saturday, yes, I'll be ready to have a Complain. <laughs> <laughs> Even uh, though I've paid.
1: And I'm going to buy a season ticket just out. I'll, I'll miss games, but I just feel it's the 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 right thing to do. Just this hope that, uh, that the mother will performance is a sign of things to come this season, and this is this is going to be the one. So so we we live in hope as ever. Um, anything to to finish on?
0: Well, I have I've had a season ticket for forty five years. I think not the same one. <laughs> <laughs> so I've never paid at the gate for a home game for about over 40 years. So it's the away games that I would like to go to. I'm not sure what the position is going to be. I was really in some ways disappointed about no going to freeze. because uh, I would quite like to have been down for that game. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm glad I didn't go. But uh, it's the away games that I particularly enjoy because I meet up with my, my friends, if I've got any now.
2: And, I, and I'm just going to add that that top I bought is a medium. Can I just say that? Have I, have I mentioned <laughs> that yet?
1: <laughs> Fantastic. Svelte. Svelte, I am. Very good. Right, guys, thank you very much, as always, for your, for your time. So we'll do another podcast in a month and see where we're at. But hopefully it's riding high at the top of the league. We've, we've, yes. got, a, we've got a decent start, I think. The first couple of games are winnable. So
0: Yeah, come on the to silhouette.
1: Touch wood to exactly.
0: No more sorrow